Hey, it's the latest episode of The Ugly Truth. Paul is back, and we welcome her, and we're talking about what we're watching on television, as well as how big of a hoe her kitty cat is. That and some ugly and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? That's not a journey I think you should be on. Paula? You're so manly. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. This is episode 471. We thank Producer Dub for sitting in for you. It was a very, very last minute cancellation, which I completely supported because you had a an animal, an animal go missing. And you're going to tell us the story. You're, well, you're funny. You're like, oh, I'm running a little late. And you're like, oh, my God. And I, I said, OK. <laughs> I swear. Well, you know, it's just like you, I have this. It's not even a checklist, but it's just like I seriously have like 15 things I have to do before I like, you know, because you know I can never be by myself for very long and so I have to make sure like you know all the worlds are aligned and you know good before I I go into the room with the partially opened door for an hour and a half and everything was not aligned last (laughs) podcast so yeah I was worried I was worried about you for a minute but anyway welcome back so producer Deb did sit in and we had a a a nice little chat about everything so we're not going to continue any fighting um actually he did tell me to fuck off at the end Because I made light of him waking up at 4 a.m. when he used to commute to the city every day. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, what about when I, you know, and, you know, the times when I woke up at 4 a.m. every day to, you know, go to work. I'm like, well, we all appreciate how hard you sacrificed to do that. <laughs> and he's all, hey, fuck you. You know what? That got you guys places. You know that. Oh, first of all. I'll tell you why I did it, Paula, because he can't evoke any kind of emotion at all. He's so like very straightforward. And, uh, you know, I was trying anything to elicit anything outside of. I'd be like, dude, pluck the tampon out of your butt. (laughs) Well, he's not straight laced. It's just that, you know, he's so like very focused on quality of the show and how he sounds. And, you know, like like you and I, I give you literally like I think there's 10 words on our outline and we know what we're going to do. Right. But for him, you know, I did the same. I reworked the whole outline because I had a completely different one for us. So I reworked the outline for him. And he's just like, I think that we should talk about parenting. And I said, I don't want to talk about parenting. He's like, well, what? What about parenting? Like, what What, what more can I talk about? (laughs) I said, no. I I said, I got it. I got it. He's like, "Um, okay. And so we sat down and, you know, it was a really great little show. I really enjoyed it. We spent a few minutes talking about the current situation in the country because Mm -hmm. we're not oblivious to what's going on. And we have our opinions, of course. And so we talked what current situation? I'm just kidding. I know. What? what? What's going on? I was in Bermuda. What? Yeah, right. So, so we talked about that and, you know, and move forward. So obviously with that in mind, we're not going to continue discussing it today. Just so y'all know, it's been discussed and we obviously w- wish for the best for our country and, and hope for change as well. But anyway, so the show is great, but he wants me to go fishing, which we discussed in the show. And I said, I'm not going. Like, why? why? That sounds so fun. He wants me to go, Paula, for one reason only, so that he get hurt or should an animal approach. 
Oh, like a buffer? Like uh, just a, a, a basically a lookout. Just tell them you're on your period and you can't go. <laughs> Well, who knows? Maybe I will be. You'll be. I'll I'll track the bears. I'm putting the whole station at risk. (laughs) Bears, they're attracted to the menstruation. (laughs) God. Oh, speaking of, I don't know if you watched it, but I watched the entire first season of Space Force with um, Steve Carell. You know what? I haven't. I'm sure Ryan and Victor will because they're all about space stuff. I'm not into space stuff. So it's not it's not that at all. It's. It's about the development of the new branch and what the first year or two would look like when it becomes kind of in becomes in fruition. Like there's there's a base and there's, you know, they're testing rockets all the time and stuff like that. And Steve Carell is great. It's hit and miss, but I really enjoyed it. I ended up the the second half of it is really super good. And so I kept watching it. I love Steve Carell anyway. He's hilarious. He really is. Everybody. I think people were disappointed because they thought he was going to be like one a character he's been before like 40 year old virgin mm-hmm. or from the office, like the office or, or something yeah. yeah and it's not at all and he plays a super conservative general mm. the other generals of the other divisions of the military like the air force and the navy and the army and stuff like that they don't have a ton of respect for him and the air force really hates him and because they're just like you know oh you're the worst and then and then somebody and i can't remember who it is what other division of the branch and they're like well finally i'm not at the shit end of the of the bottom of the military anymore they're like oh no you still are (laughs) you know it's actually pretty funny so i encourage you to watch it i think you'll actually find it funny if you can get through the first couple of episodes you're kidding me wow oh no and he's he's funny as hell he's a super bleeding heart liberal in it and but yet he's also a scientist so it's really fun really really there's a lot of great people in it fuck tony <laughs> oh my god fuck tony is so good this is he's a really great cast okay i don't know who this it's an amazing is. cast oh no fred willard was on there he was and he gets a tribute he gets a tribute oh jane lynch chief of naval operations all right yes. i love her in fact one of her best scene is she's like she goes you acknowledge my gender again i'm gonna fuck you in the ass <laughs> Stuff like that. Oh, Lisa Kudrow plays his wife? Yes. And by the she's in prison and we don't know why. They never tell us. So anyway, watch it, Paula, and let me know what you think. This sounds exciting. I like this cast. Watch it watch it this weekend and tell me what you think next week. I personally enjoyed it quite a bit. Daryl lost interest after like episode three or four. And then I was watching it upstairs and he comes in and he goes, You're watching Space Force? And I'm like, Well, yeah. Oh, like like you're supposed to save yourself. You're just like you did. I go I go, what am I supposed to do? Wait? I go, Do you know how many shows I have on pause because you just insist that we watch them together and then they never get watched i'm like no i'm not doing that anymore i want to know how this one ends so i watched it without him he's like fine i just went to the bathroom i'm like and you never returned i'm not gonna do that that is probably my biggest pet peeve that ryan does that the kids will be watching a show and then like slowly they'll both vacate the room i'll think one of them's gone to the bathroom or something 15 minutes later i'm still watching fucking spongebob and i'm just like who the fuck is everyone i'll go in there ryan's in his room playing a video game i'm like are you done in the living room he's just like oh yeah sorry and i'm like god damn it and then i'll go in the other room olivia's in the bathtub and i'm just like i I guess you're not watching spongebob and i'm like well i'm like thanks everybody for telling me so i didn't have to be annoyed for the last 15 minutes watching fucking spongebob because i i hate that show i hate it more than anything anyways 
rant over. I know. I agree. And then I'm also watching a show called The Great, which is about Catherine the Great. It's on Hulu. And I've only seen two or three episodes because the episodes are pretty long. They're like an hour long. I absolutely love Catherine the Great. Historically speaking, she's an amazing historical figure. And this is a take of her being young, the, her young years when she was first mo- when she first was sent to Russia to be the young empress to this guy who was terrible. Anyway, it's really good. Hmm. I, I don't know how you are about historical things, but it's there's a lot of funny and it's just it's a very interesting show. But I'm I'm loving it. But I've also seen almost anything on Catherine the Great or Queen Elizabeth. I just love both of those figures so much in history. So see, I don't really watch fictional stuff. I'm more of like a documentary docu series kind of person. Oh, like you- I I haven't watched the Jeffrey Epstein thing <gasps> because I'm just like, why do I want to? He was so disgusting. I watched it. Was it gross? Well, the thing is, is that I had listened to a podcast about him that was this was based on the I don't know which came first, but the podcast was last year and I listened to it. And it's very difficult to stomach, especially if you've ever been victimized by a man or if you've been sexually molested or anything as a child. It -hmm. can be I mean, I hate the word, but it can definitely trigger you. Right you get anxious or whatever. And I definitely did. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I thought I could handle it. I'm an adult. It's been forever, but, uh, I was like, Jesus, but that feeling, that feeling that I got when I was like being overpowered and stuff like that. Yeah. I just remember when I was going through therapy and dealing with it, uh, there's this weird feeling that I, it's not a feeling of victimism, victimization, but it definitely feel this weird way. And you, yeah, I, I always gotcha. felt, I always felt guilty. It's so strange. Well, it's so, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's like that weird, guilty kind of like dirty feeling. Yeah. It's yeah. so unusual because I don't feel that way anymore, but I felt those weird stomachy feelings coming back as I watched it. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Kind of like, what, what did I do? Yes. And so ultimately what was funny is, you know, so all these, a lot of these girls were assaulted when they were 12, 13 Mm -hmm. years old. And a lot of people, you know, they were just like, and even in my mind, I'm like, how did you, how did anybody allow you to even go as far as it did? Like, how did that happen? But when people are grooming, they know who to find, they know who to pick these young girls who don't have a lot of home safety and stuff like that, you know, especially at 13 or 14 years old. It's real easy if they're if they're hungry for it, if they're looking for any kind of love or affection. It's easy Mm -hmm. anyway. So when he and ultimately died, you know, I was like glad (laughs) I was so happy. That's the whole thing is everyone's just like, did he commit suicide? I don't care. And that's what I I said. I'm like, who gives a fuck? But everyone's just like, but he could have told so many things. I'm like, he wasn't going to tell dick or shit. I'm like, he was never going to tell anything. So whether he was murdered or suicide or whatever, I'm just like, just be, he did a public service or whoever did it, did a public service. I'm like, I just hope he suffered whatever he did. Oh, I think he did. But what, what I hate, what not hate, but. I don't know if he necessarily killed himself. I don't know if he paid someone to kill him, which is also very possible when you watch the the documentary. That is a real possibility that he's like, look, I don't have I love myself too much to kill myself, but I will definitely pay you to kill me. And I think that is definitely something that could have occurred. Well, yeah, he, it's not like he went like Dahmer. That's for damn sure. No, no, no he In did not. In the fucking shower with a broomstick up his ass. Well, he deserved that, too. But that's what I'm saying is why didn't they do him like that? I'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll kill you. And then toss him in the shower with a couple of large inmates and be like, no, this is not what I meant. Be like, oh, too fucking bad. Thanks for the money. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but 
the the reason that I think it was something like that is because he transferred all of his money offshore so that no victim could get even a dime. What an asshole. Well, so what did he do with it then? It's just sitting there? Yep, 500 million just sitting there. Nobody can touch it. <sighs> He's a disgusting human being and I'm glad he doesn't exist anymore on this planet. It's it's very good. Uh, the other documentary that I really enjoyed was Daryl and I finally, and this is the one I sat and watched with Daryl, was the the last dance about Michael Jordan and the uh, the six world championships he won with the Bulls and all the behind the scenes stuff. It was so compelling. It was so freaking good. I really loved it. You know, we started with the first episode, but it just was so long that we couldn't get into it. Yeah, so. they're long. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, watching one a week is fine. I mean, no one can you can't binge watch that. It's so, and it probably isn't meant to be. I think we ended up watching it in, within two weeks. I think we got it done in two weeks. Michael Jordan, when he he's so competitive, Paula, that when mm-hmm. when he would lose to a team, when he played them again, he wouldn't just beat them. He would, he an, would annihilate. He would them. annihilate them. And I if know. and if a specific player, like maybe pointed him out and said, "Hi, I got you on that one" or whatever, he would make it his mission She'd to like, yeah. humiliate him. That'll be the last time. Yes. <laughs> And I loved it. That I said, like something we would do. Oh my God. And I was just watching it and people were like, oh, you know, there's, you know, he doesn't have, he could be a little bit nicer. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He can be as ice cold as he wants to be. That's how you win a game. Jesus. You don't, come on. He had, he was loyal to his players. He would do anything for them. He trusted them with his, you know, they trusted each other. That's why they were so good. And I'm like, so yeah, they're like, oh shit. And they always do it too. They're like, oh, so-and-so on Charlotte, blah, blah, blah. Michael has no mercy, none, no mercy. And I'm like, that's how you win championships. That's how that works. And he won't apologize for it. And that's why people think he's so mean. And I'm like, I respect that. It's a basketball game for fuck's sake. Well, it's, it's, but it is like, what about the humanity? And I'm like, what about it? What about it? That's There's how no you crying win. in baseball. There's no crying in anything unless you won the fucking trophy, okay? That's how that goes. All right. Well, anyway, speaking of alive, your cat, Honey, had a little adventure, a little night out, hustling around. I know. She's... <laughs> What happened? Such a little whore. Okay, so (laughs) a little background on Honey. When I got Honey, she was not fixed. Actually, there was a lot of things wrong with Honey. Honey was like six weeks old when I got her. She had horrible fleas. She had horrible ear mites. And she was not fixed. So it took me a little while before I could get the money together Mm -hmm. to like get everything done. So I was able to address the fleas and the ear mites. Her ear mites were so bad the doctor said that they had actually done permanent damage to her <gasps> ears. Oh, no. Her meower is really bad. Like when she meows, it's really quiet and soft. And I think it's because she can't hear herself. Aww. And so um, when we call her, we kind of have to do it a little bit louder because we think she can't hear that well. Right. So anyway, she just meows funny because she can't. It just it, she doesn't sound right. Oh, and actually, it's cute because when I used to put her drops in her ears, I had to rub in this certain spot to make sure they went all the way down. So now that she's older, gosh, she's almost nine now, I think, or eight, I'll rub that spot in her ears and she'll just dig her head in. She'll be like, 
Uh, Memory. Yes, she does remember. Aw. Anyways, before I got her spade, she used to sneak out, which I didn't know, the doggy door. Mm. And I should have known because there was usually like two or three cats in front of the house, like staggered on the sidewalk <laughs> across the street in front of the house. Bunch of tomcats. Little punky like, tomcats out there going, hey, what's up, honey? <laughs> I used to call them male callers, but really they were just like, you know, little horn balls. And I'm like, what the fuck do you guys want? They're like, we know she's in there. Send her out. <laughs> so I can, can honey come out and play? And then so... Anyways, I didn't know, like, she was sneaking out, and so I took her to get a spade, and I was at work, and then I get a call from the vet, and the vet's just like, um, your cat's pregnant, and I'm like, what? And they're just like, yeah, you know, she's like like 15 days pregnant oh and I'm just no like, I'm like well how long are cats usually pregnant for and he's like like 60 days and I'm just like Ugh. I'm like well I'm like <laughs> he's like she she has four kittens and I'm just like I can't I can't do that <laughs> and he's just like well what should we do I'm like I'm like just just take care of it and oh, so no. I hung up and I just I feel guilty about it to this day. I know. You hate even talking about it. I know. I can't. I just, I feel horrible, but I I couldn't do it. I was single. I had two kids. I had this flea-bitten, ear-mitten <laughs> cat. And, uh, and no money, by the way. And no money. And so I brought her home that night. Jamie, I shit you not. Her back legs weren't even working. She was dragging herself around the house. And <laughs> she snuck out the back door of of the the dog oh my god i couldn't find her she finally came home back legs still dragging she had sticks and leaves stuck to her butt (laughs) and i'm like god damn it honey i'm like what is wrong with you i'm like you can't even feel anything but i guess it takes a while for the hormones to like exit the system oh even though you've had you know the, the parts removed. Right. And so I'm just, so I had to lock everything up because I'm just like, I can't keep you from going out and whoring around, you know, you little paraplegic. I'm just like <laughs> a little paralyzed cat trying to get some trim. She still had it, like the effects of her epidural. And so <laughs> can you imagine? No. Oh my God. We don't have a doggy door because of honey. Right. Well, I, I mean, lesson learned. <laughs> I mean, I really want to get one because now that Bo has diabetes, he literally has to go to the bathroom like almost every hour or every hour and a half. You really need a doggy door. I feel like I'm just constantly between Bo, his medications, the eating, the going to the bathroom, you know, whatever the kids needs. I feel like I'm just sitting down, getting back up, sitting down, getting back up, sitting, you know, and so I'm just like, I just want to sit down for a second. No kidding. So I left the door cracked the other night because I'm just like, fine. I'm like, whoever has to go out, just go out. Because it was a nice night. I like fresh air. And so I'm just like, whoever wants to go, just go. Yeah. Honey will try and sniff at the front door but or at the back door, but we usually yell at her and she'll just run away. <laughs> well, I guess I missed it because oh. she got out. Uh-oh. And so when it was time to go to bed, I locked everything up, got everybody where they needed to be. And I don't usually look for her at night because usually she's just off somewhere laying on something. Right. You know, you know how cats are. Yeah. So the next morning, you and I were getting ready to do our podcast and I had to, you know, get the dogs their breakfast, give Bo a shot, you know, get my stuff set up, make sure Olivia and Ryan were all situated. And then I was looking around and I'm just like, where's Honey? 
because I didn't see her sleeping in her normal spots. Mm. And so I was just like, that's weird. So then I went in Victor's room because sometimes she'll sleep on his bed. And I'm just like, okay, she's not there. And I'm just like, okay, I'm like, this is weird. I'm like, where's, where's honey? And so then I kind of started looking frantically and I couldn't find her. Ugh. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, tell me she didn't sneak out last night when she I had the door escaped. open. So I opened the back door and I started calling her and I couldn't find her. And so that's when I messaged you. I'm like, I can't find honey. I'm like, I, I, I don't think I can do this right now. That was around like closer to 11. Well, Victor gets home by like 1230 and honey is really his cat. Right. Like honey is so obsessed with him. She thinks that she's so gross. Like whenever he comes home from like uh, work <laughs> yes. and he'll like take off his boots or like his jacket or she'll start like rubbing herself all over him. Because of, like, his body pheromones Gross. and stuff like that. Or, yeah. like, if he exercises, she'll come in and she'll, like, rub herself all over him. Like, she's like, oh, you're so manly. And so <laughs> Disgusting. She just thinks they're married. And so I'm like, okay, I'm like, if I, I, I don't have this cat by the time he gets home, I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm like, okay, first things first. I have to, we live off of a really busy street. So I'm like, I have to go down this busy street to make sure she's not dead on the busy street. Yeah, you don't want him pulling up and seeing honey. I can't have, I can't have Victor <laughs> driving past and be like, what? That, that looks like, that looks like honey. Her cat, you know? <laughs> and so I walked all the way up the busy street to the stop sign. I did not see her. Of course, I'm calling her and I didn't hear anything. And so I walk back and then I walk all the way up our street, calling her, nothing. I couldn't find her. And so I go home. Olivia's awake now. And she's just like, Mom, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I just explained to her what happens. Of course, instantly, you know, her face starts shaking and tears start streaming down her face. And I'm just like, oh, God. You know how Olivia is. She's just super emotional. So by that point, you know, Olivia has signed me up for like 15 different lost pet sites. So now my Gmail is just full of all these spam lost pet sites. And, you know, half of them are for like Florida and Vermont, (laughs) you know. I'm like, Olivia, what is this? She's like, "It's, it's for lost animals. And she's like, you said I could use your email address. I'm like, yeah, but for ones that are local, Olivia. I'm like, this last one was for, you know, West Virginia. So... Victor came home and I said, I need to talk to you about something. He's like, okay. And the kids are just standing there staring at him. And he's like, what's going on? What's happening? And and I'm like, I'm like, here, just come sit on the couch. Oh my God. You guys are so dramatic. (laughs) And I said, we've lost honey. And he's like, what do you, what do you mean you've lost honey? I'm like, I think she got out last night and I ran away. I can't find her now. He's like, he's like, oh, that's okay. He's like, she'll come back. I told you. That's what I told you. So the whole rest of the day I was calling her. We couldn't find her. And so one of the things I read is they said, try looking for cats at night because Mm -hmm. they said it's quieter. You know, they feel a little bit safer. Well, they're nocturnal creatures. Right. So Olivia couldn't sleep. She woke up around three. I had left the door cracked open because all night because I kept thinking, well, she comes back. Maybe she'll just run inside. Yeah. So and I was sleeping on the couch anyway. And so Olivia got up and she's just like. She's like, can I call dad? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Because Victor's working nights right now. Right. And so she called him and she was just, you know, crying, saying she missed honey. And, you know, Olivia had put out little food out for her on the patio. Oh, so she'll attract everything but the cat. That's what I told her. And then she (laughs) flung, you know, food out onto the patio to, you know, like attract her, I guess. Like you're going to feed the rats. Come on. (laughs) And so anyways, she went outside or like stood in the doorway and she was talking to Victor. And then all of a sudden she's like, wait, I think I see her tail. She's like, Mom, it's honey. 
Oh, my God. I think what happened was, I think, because she, she was talking to Victor on FaceTime. Mm, I think she honey heard her. her. And yes. so she started running. And, okay, she got inside, Jamie. She was filthy. I filthy. Bet. She smelled like urine. <gasps> the back of her, bottom of her feet were black, like they had been running on the street or something. <laughs> her tail, Jamie, was sticky. It was covered in leaves. Where was she? I don't want to know, but nobody wanted to touch her because she was disgusting and smelly. Did you give her a bath? She wanted to cuddle cuddle with everyone. It was 3.30 in the morning. Oh, I meant the next day. So the next day, we gave her a bath, and she just... She looked like toothpicks with fur. Oh, good. I'm glad you did it, though. The whole thing, the whole fiasco is behind us. I had posted her stuff on... Like two Facebook sites, something called Next Door. Wait, did you post it? <laughs> I I was dying to know. I know you like to roast people on that local forum that you post on. Oh, on the Elk Grove one. Yeah, did, I know. Did you I did post, post it? it on there. Did they I give did. you? Did they give you shit? No, but you know what? I had like fifteen replies. They're like, I hope she's so beautiful. I hope you find her. And I'm like, I'll oh, reply if you know information. I don't give a fuck that you care. You hope I find her. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care if you think she's beautiful. I know she's beautiful. There's gonna be some side comments like, you know, I saw some slutty little cat over in a lot with a gray cat. I'm just saying, I don't know. People posted like tips for finding a cat. And I'm just like, I don't want a tip. I just want my goddamn cat. <laughs> so, you know, there's always like, there's always the do-gooders, you know? And I'm yeah. just like, I don't, I don't want your tips. I don't want to hear how beautiful she is. I don't want, you know, in your prayers or, you know, I'll keep her in mind or I'll, I'll forward to friends. Or I'm like, I just want to know if you know where my cat is. I knew she'd come back. She came back, so I deleted everything so I didn't have to talk to anyone. Good. And good, good, yes, good. thank God. Well, and uh, scene. I'm so glad she's returned. Everyone's relieved, and I'm sure now, you know, everybody's, like, compulsively ensuring that she's in the home at all times. Um, okay, so really quick before we go into ugly and awkward moments, there was something a, a friend, a mutual friend of ours had posted about how she uses dark humor to get through stressful situations. Mm-hmm. I said, Gallows Humor is my family's band name. That's how we handle anything, you know, because it's just, I don't know. It's like, I guess it's just a coping mechanism for some of us. You know, we have humor at the most inappropriate moments because it's our way of just dealing with the horrificness of some situation. I think Gallows Humor is the only humor we know. (laughs) (laughs) For, For the most part, it is. But anyway, so the way we deal with stressful situations is we crack up or we say something funny and then that's how we deal with it. And it kind of alleviates the severity of a situation. But I told her that I would retell the story about the time when our aunt passed away. Oh, God. And now our mother has, what, six or seven siblings and she is um, she's one from the youngest. So I think she had eight because I think there was nine of them, wasn't there? Yeah, something like that. All of them have passed away. With I mean, there's like four still alive, but everybody else has passed on because they were so much older than her. We only had to go to one service, I think. I don't think we had to go to any other funerals because they didn't live in California. We went to our grandmother's, obviously, and then this one aunt. So she had lupus and she had the kind of lupus that kills you real fast. Like it, there's different levels of it. So luckily... Our mother's family has the dark, wicked sense of humor as well. 
everything's always a joke to them. And, you know, when it comes to that, even on their own, like this aunt specifically had lost a leg due to her illness. Mm -hmm. That was a source of jokes for a lot of people, (laughs) including herself. Well, I mean... I was little, so I didn't know, but I used to play with it, and yeah. like I, I'd put Barbies in it, and then I'd walk it around the house. And, <laughs> and everyone thought that was hysterical. Hey, you know what? There weren't a lot of toys. No, and so, I'm saying or, the adults I'd, loved it. I, I'd put my leg in it, and I'd walk around with it on, yeah. and I just, we, I didn't realize it was a problem. We were very, I mean, it, who said it was a problem? No one did. Well, Everybody laughed. I was laughed. a kid, but you know what? Back then, I also used to light grandma's cigarettes when they would play like poker for dimes <laughs> and stuff like that, and... You know, it just it was a different time. Well, what I'm saying is that all of those people that saw all of that also thought it was hilarious is my point. It's it's a genetic. I wasn't trying to be funny, though. My point was. Yes, I know. But everybody else thought it was funny. So when she died, our grandmother went through a few religions in her life at the time when these she was a twin. So when the twins were born, she was Catholic. So our aunt was Catholic when she died. And wanted, Mm. our grandmother wanted her to have a Catholic funeral. Uh, That happened. And we were sitting in the chapel and it was open coffin and all of that, which was another uh, unfortunate situation in which jokes were told, which I just can't believe. And I almost passed out. Yes, it was your first funeral. And so I didn't realize the embalming process. And so I went to touch her hand and it felt like a rock. And I was like, yeah, it is true. It's a very unusual. And then mom's like, get her out of here. (laughs) So uh, why are we laughing? Well, because, well, because we were already laughing about a lot of other things. Right. And so then. It was deemed uh, by our grandmother that Ave Maria would be the song choice for the conclusion of the service. And it was a very moving service. I mean, it wasn't like, well, although I don't remember that the guy, the uh, religious leader knew who she was. I think I thought that, he kept getting her name. I thought he kept calling her Charlene or he uh, did kept call He kept calling her the wrong name. And I remember us looking around going, what? <laughs> like, what? Who is this? Who is this guy? And then I think he got like referred to Paul as her husband, which was really her brother. Yeah. Did he do that? There there was some weird stuff. Like, I don't think he knew her at all. I think he was was just, just, he was the local Catholic guy. He got like the Cliff's notes, like towards the beginning. Yes. He he probably had the program and, you know, went, went with it from there. So, you know, this is a very small town in the middle of the of the state. It's, you know, central California. It was obviously not a super expensive service. It was just, you know, brief and, and quaint. And all of a sudden, so there's organs playing. And I'm like, okay, well, here we go. Here are the organs. And all of a sudden, Ave Maria. We lost it. We mm-hmm. were hysterical. And so, and what was surprising to me is that nobody else was laughing. I was shocked. I said, are you, are we hearing this the same way? Is this what we're hearing? Because I am thinking this is hysterical. I mean, the irony of it all, you know, I mean, really. I want to say we were the only ones our age there. Our mother so, was laughing. Okay. But that's because we were laughing and... And then I remember Aunt Pat turning around looking at mom and she kind of mouthed, what the fuck? And 
oh my god this is not funny why am i laughing it was so funny but well it was funny and so mom's just like put your heads down pretend you're crying we and did so we had our heads down and we had our arms around each other and we were shaking and oh, we yeah. were laughing so hard and you know when you're trying like when you're not oh. allowed to laugh but it then you laugh even harder. Yes. And then grandma turned around and looked at us. And I, oh. for some reason, we all got stone cold. Faced, oh, yeah. Like, instantly. But mom said before the lady started or before the church service even started, she said that um, grandma had picked this lady from her church because she thought she had the most beautiful voice she ever heard. <laughs> and so we were like, the build up to this lady's singing was like so huge. Like, wow, she must be really great. And then it was like, like opera. Oh like, my the, god. I, that's right. Hell? That's right. And then no one really I don't remember getting in trouble for that other than our dig digs on the singing later by ourselves. I think I got a nail in the back at at the very beginning, but <laughs> that's because I was sitting next to mom. So Yeah. Yeah. But, but I think was... that's I think that desisted when she started laughing herself. But there's a lot of stuff like that that happens in our lives where we make inappropriate jokes or laugh at inappropriate times. Like when our mom was in the hospital, there was a lot of that. Sure. I mean, it's the way you get through it. But anyway, I just wanted to. to I think someone referred to mom as being spineless or something. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember there being a lot of jokes uh, like I don't know if you were there for but when the first doctor came in to when our mom was in the hospital last year and he was showing us the the tumor in the her spine area (laughs) and I'm standing there and everything is very serious of course but I'm sitting there and I'm like I just remember I was trying to start I was starting to joke about the the good the good kind of cancer or something I can't remember what it was it went over like a lead balloon but I was just trying to lighten the mood it didn't work it didn't sometimes it just doesn't work you know yeah well you know i mean they can't all be they can't all be winners right yeah Mm -hmm. right (laughs) so i'm like oh so this is the good cancer okay oh okay anyway as opposed to the bad cancer Mm -hmm. he's like well if you want to have cancer this would be the one to have i'm like got it okay great well let's celebrate i'll write that one down (laughs) next time i go to my doctor if i have cancer i want this one i want the good one okay i want the best So anyway, I thought it was really funny. Anyway, all right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to some ugly and awkward moments of the week. went to the store like a week or so ago and it was later in the evening and we just had to pick up like a couple things and so we were out um putting stuff in the back of my car like the trunk of my car yeah and you know the inevitable where you hear all the windows up and you hear the yes you know like pulling in the parking lot and i'm just i think that's so freaking annoying (laughs) but what's worse is that when you hear like the the n-word like repeatedly and i'm just like I can't, I, I really don't like that because I just think it's it's disrespectful, it's rude, and I just, I'm like, I don't like my kids hearing it, and I'm just like, whatever. It just annoys me. Mm-hmm. Well, the car pulls up, like, we're parked, like, straight on to the store, and then behind us, there's car spots that go, like, in, in rows, like, behind us. Mm-hmm. The car that was playing the music parks directly behind us, but in a row, and so Ryan's putting the groceries in and I standing, I'm standing there and I turn directly behind to look at the car because, you know, I don't give a fuck. And it's a silver Prius. And I'm like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> and out of the car comes this like white 12 year old kid. What? And he tur- walks behind his car and then he kind of looks at me and I'm just like, and I said really loud. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, and then he just kind of looked at me and then he kept walking and he put his head down and just like walked straight into the store. And I was just, That's cause funny. I was just like. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, really? That that that's you? I'm like, and I, I almost wanted to say, like, dude, you need to get your ass kicked doing stuff like that. Well, I'm like, do your parents know you do that? <laughs> do your parents know that you let that word be screamed out of your car? Well, especially being that young. I mean, I'm not even talking like you know, office space. You know, where the guy yeah. was in like parking there, yeah. and then the in the uh, traffic where he's like totally rocking out to the rap music. Yes. Like even that's different because he's like a grown ass man. I'm like, this kid was literally like, 16. I mean, I'm sure he was obviously 16. Yeah. Barely. But I'm just like, that is not a wise choice for you. <laughs> that's not a, that's not a path I would, uh, that's not a journey I think you should be on. No, he had like a white striped t-shirt, like a white and blue striped t-shirt on and like, you know, cargo shorts and like tennis shoes. And oh, was like, he was feeling particularly cool, huh? I'm just like, what are you doing? This is your I'm first just... day? <laughs> yeah, really. I remember my first beer, I guess, or my first wine cooler. I don't That's know funny. what you're doing. Are you going in there to buy yourself a whatchamacallit and a Mountain Dew? But did mom want milk tonight? <laughs> <laughs> but it was just funny. And I didn't even mean to do it. I was just like, really? <laughs> And then, and then Ryan looked at me and he's like, mom. And I'm like, what? He's just like, you said that really loud. And I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) So mine was, uh, we went to Costco yesterday. I know that everybody has a different stance on the mask situation, but I wear masks when I go out where there's people and Costco requires masks. So if you want, if you want to go, you, they will hand one to you when you walk in or you can have, you can have your own. I know some people are like, I'll never go to a Costco again. And I'm like, all right, good. Less crowds. I hate those lines. So that's fine. So I walked in with my little mask now because I figure masks are going to be a part of my life for, for a while. I have a couple and there is a company in Los Angeles who hand makes Swarovski crystal masks. And I have a couple. I have one that's all white and then I have one that's black. And the black one is really cool and because it, it's black crystals on a black mask. So mm-hmm. anyway, and I always keep the white one with me just in case, you know, Malia or somebody needs to borrow one. So we're walking and this woman and her daughter, who's probably like, Mackenzie's age they're behind me they're like um excuse me I don't mean to bother you but we love your mask and I said oh thanks I got a little too enthusiastic <laughs> so I said oh thank you I go so it's by this da, 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 and I'm explaining you know where it's in LA and I said oh and and wait there's more and I turn around and I pull my white mask out I said here you can touch it I haven't worn it yet and the woman's just like frozen because she doesn't know She's what I'm probably thinking. Like, why did I? Even why did I compliment this lady while we're driving by? Like, we're walking by, <laughs> and then the daughter who's trying to make it less awkward. She goes, "See, mom, we can get you a mask. You'll love it. You know, like you don't have to wear the medical ones. You can get one like this if you want." And she's like, "Well, these are really beautiful. Thank you for sharing these with me." <laughs> that was oh so awkward. God. And you know where Daryl is? Said, who was with you, Malia? Daryl. So, oh, Daryl. So you know where Daryl is? Two aisles down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. Just I left don't me blame alone. Him. He's be like, I'm out of here. I'm like, why did I do that? But I was just like, I, I, I was a little, a little too enthusiastic about my fashion choice in mask. But they are really cute. 
So well, I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh yeah, they're they're great. Molly and I have a couple. We just love them. And I mean, it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna choose to wear one, you don't. Ha- I mean, you should. I mean, I definitely will be wearing them in in different situations. And so I figured I don't have to wear, you know, the standard dental hygienist mask. I can wear fashionable ones. And so I found a couple and they do have the filter. So if you want to add a filter to them to make them, you know, more safe, you can. But yeah, it was really funny. I'm like, oh, well, new low for me at Costco. I thought, you know. I didn't think I could be any more embarrassing. I haven't fallen in a Costco yet, so there's that. But I'm definitely selling masks to others in the aisle. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe you should think about making your own masks. No, I don't want to do that. All right. Well, enough of that. Oh, right. Yeah, we got to close. We do. We're, our, our show has come to an end. I The outline that I wanted to talk to you about... It is summer, but it's time to start talking about how, we, how do you safely get tan... And the subsequent issues that come with tanning in the summer. You don't. You just get fried or you go to a tanning booth and get... I'm never do. Okay, well... We're going to talk about it. Great. (laughs) Okay, well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, Father's Day is coming up. I believe it is on... It's like the 18th or something. No, 8th, 9th, 20th, 21st? I think it's the 21st. Yeah. The Sunday, the 21st, so you'll be wanting to hit UglyTruth.com, click on the Amazon button, or bookmark Amazon, and then that way you'll always be shopping our Ugly Truth section and uh, see what you want to get pops this year. We ourselves are trying to figure out what we're going to get uh, Victor, the kid's dad, for Father's Day. Not really sure. This doesn't have to be a new cat. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) Amazon's a good place to start. They always have the good search ideas where it's like gifts for him or, you know, you can always search by dollar amount and, you know, depending on how you feel about them that day. Go there. Uh, Lipandclip.com has some good stuff going on right now. Um, I know I need to get some uh, lip liner. That's the only thing I'm not a fan of is when the lip liner runs out, you just get the click, 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 and then there's no more. So you're like, eh, dang. (laughs) So I got to check that out. But they did have some nice colors. I'm going to go a little lighter this summer. Nice. All I have is red. I just went through this phase where everything is red. So, All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll see you on Wednesday. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.